When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What once was funny is now just making me so mad. It's it's like, oh my gosh, it's like pouring salt on an open wound. Yeah. It makes it so much worse. It, it's also very hard to look at the, the camera because it's right in the middle of the light. So I can't even look. So I, so I apologize, everybody. I can't look at the camera because I'm going to go fucking blind. <laughs> well, welcome in, everybody. And thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns post-game show. After the Suns just got absolutely whooped by yeah. the Denver Nuggets in Game 5, losing 118 to 102. Yeah. I don't even know how to feel. I'm at that point where, like, I'm not even mad. I'm just, like, numb. I'm just disappointed. Like, that just sucked yeah, so bad. It was not fun at all. I don't know what's going on with my head. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just from top to bottom. We're going to go through it. It just was not. A very good game at all. It no. was everybody reverted back to what they were in the first two games of this series. Kevin Durant was so far below average. Uh, you start to worry a little bit about can he even find it? Um, I mean, we're five games into this series and he hasn't had a particularly great game mm-hmm. yet, you know, and uh, and it's just all over the place. It's just been <sighs> just back to life, back to reality. Yeah, I think. I mean, and it started out terribly right like they were sloppy from the jump they were over two with two turnovers in like a minute and some change or just a little bit under a minute like 
you're not going to win games when that's your energy to start a game. And then we saw the same type of start in the third quarter as well. Like, I don't know what was going on mentally with them, but the energy and effort just was not there throughout majority of this game. We saw spurts of it, but like that's not going to win you a game against the Nuggets in the second round of the NBA playoffs. No, it isn't. Um, and <clears throat> listen, I the, the Suns stunk up the joint. I I, st- I just don't even understand. Like I could, I understand how you kind of got behind the eight ball in the first quarter, and maybe things you know it was a slow start. You started to find your groove, but then they they caught up, tied the game, took the lead for a little second, um, and then we're down by three at half. And you thought, okay. They righted the ship. Everything's going to be fine. And um, they come out in the third quarter the exact same way, if not worse, than they did in the first quarter. Yeah. And I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I don't understand why. Why? Why are they doing this? See, and the thing is, is that, like, I know you said, you know, maybe you can forgive, like, the first, like, the start of the game or whatever. Like, I don't think I can. This is game five. How many games do you need to get your head right? How many games do you need to find a groove? I'm sorry, what? You're the Phoenix freaking Suns. You're supposed to be better than this. It shouldn't take you five games to get it figured out, to be able to get off to a good start and maintain that throughout a game. Anyway, let's take a look at some of the numbers from tonight's matchup by seeing what's inside the box. This box is not pretty. Let me tell you this right now. Three-point percentage, 48% to 33% for the for the Denver Nuggets. Um, every The difference was is every single wide-open three that they had, they hit, basically. Yes. Um, and the Suns had several opportunities in the first quarter that had wide-open threes, but unfortunately, uh, you know, one of them was Josh Akogi, and he can't throw a rock into the ocean right now, and, it, and it's, it's not going so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Suns, who ha- used to be uh, – prideful about their assists in a game uh had 22 tonight the denver nuggets had 32 they beat them in beat them in that category easily and then you go bench points 34 to 26 uh in favor of the, of the denver nuggets and it, folks it wasn't even that close um at one point it was 27 to 9 uh in bench points and, and our bench had reverted back to what they they were Terrence Ross gave a little bit of juice, which is great, but he was about the only one. Yeah. Uh, and then you got the, you know, you got the garbage points down, down the stretch at the end, which makes which, these numbers, which makes look, these a little numbers less look far, yeah. far closer. Uh, and then fast break points again. Um, the Suns had a couple towards the end, but thirty-one to twenty-three in favor of the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets got out and ran. They gave the Suns a little taste of their own medicine. Mm-hmm. They ran against them and. Uh, I don't know if Devin Booker was fatigued and KD was fatigued. I don't think they were. I think more so it was just um, uh, I think Devin's foot was still bothering him from that first uh, that first half. And, um, you know, and hopefully he'll be okay and he can recoup and and they'll get back at it in game six because it's do or die basketball now. Yeah. They lose one more, they're done. It really is completely. Okay, so the biggest thing for me, too, like one of the things that you had mentioned in these uh, numbers is the fast break points, right? And pace was something that Coach Mike Malone had talked about prior to this game starting in his pregame presser. That was one of the biggest things that he talked up, how quickly the Suns were playing. They, he felt like, like the Nuggets were just jogging back on transition defense, and the Suns were sprinting. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge difference. And the Nuggets came prepared for that. I think yeah. in the first quarter they had 13 fast break points and 17 in the first half. So they knew they were going to be running tonight. And they yeah. came mentally prepared for that, and they actually 
they they stuck with their game plan and were able to implement it pretty well, at least at the start of the game, but entirely throughout as well. And then from the Devon side of things, we did get a super chat from James. James, I appreciate your super chat. They said D-Book came back to earth, but I'm going to have to disagree with you, James, a little bit. While I do understand what you mean in the sense that Devin did not have a great night. Saul, to your point, I think a lot of it had to do with him tweaking that ankle at the end of the first quarter because, sure, he didn't look otherworldly in the first quarter, but he still was putting up decent numbers, and it seemed like he was going to pick up to ramp or ramping up to take off. Yeah, it, it, se- it didn't seem like – me. Yeah, I, I agree. I would say that, like, yeah, he missed those first couple jumpers, but then it looked like he got into his typical Devin Booker groove. Yeah. Um, he, he was being aggressive. Figures. Yeah, he was being very aggressive. He, and then he took it to the hole that one time, and he came down funky on that foot. Uh, clearly, it was bothering him because mm-hmm. there was a couple other times. Uh, there was one play towards the sideline, and before he even touched the table, uh, he landed, and he was he was wincing um, a bit on that foot before he even touched anything. So, um, we'll wait and see what, what his, um, status will be moving forward, but it, it wasn't a pretty game overall. This whole team just was a, just a big, big letdown. You can go up and down the list. Kevin Durant wasn't good. Josh Kogi was abysmal. Um, DA was okay, but he had spots where it was like, what are we doing? Like, again, just a lack of aggressiveness, um, Kevin Durant, not good at all. Campaign, you forgot he was even out there except for that first three that he hit in the game. Uh, he stepped out of bounds. Th- then you go to the bench. Terrence Ross, I thought, played a good game. Yeah. I thought he had a couple opportunities. But in a stretch in the third or fourth quarter, uh, he let down a few times defensively. TJ barely saw the court in the third quarter because why not? Why would TJ Warren see the court in the third quarter when he had such a great second quarter and defensively he was fantastic? Why would we put him out there in the third quarter? Of course we wouldn't. Um, and then uh, and Jock again, like you know, he he's, didn't he gives see you a whole lot. Yeah, he he played. You know, I think he had fifteen to sixteen minutes. Um, he was kind of a non-factor either. Like he didn't really do anything. He didn't give you the same juice that he gave you. Uh, in Phoenix. So overall, from top to bottom, you can name just about every single player uh, that played was not good. They, nobody stood out tonight. Yeah. Nobody stood out. And you can't have that in a game five for crying out loud. You just can't. Mm-hmm. My biggest question is what is what's going on with KD? This is now I've seen this multiple times on Twitter, people making the joke, but it's like it's only funny because it's true, kind of a sad joke, of this team would be insane if Devin Booker had Kevin Durant. In the sense of, like, why haven't we seen the Kevin Durant that we know is Kevin Durant yet? Yeah. We've been saying since game two that we've been due, maybe even game one through the after the Clippers series, that we're due for a Kevin Durant game. But we haven't gotten one yet. When when is it coming? I don't know. And can it please be Thursday? <laughs> can it please be uh, Thursday and Sunday? Yeah. Uh, it would be great. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Kevin Durant. Um, <sighs> the, the turnovers, it, I think, is what blows my mind the most. He's had so many turnovers the, the, throughout this series. He had five tonight. The turnovers were really bad, especially, again, to start the game. Just very careless with the ball, um, like not really able to predict the double teams coming his way. He was just struggling all over the place. I don't know what's going on with Kevin Durant. He doesn't look comfortable out there on the court. Um, he It doesn't look as easy as, as it used to uh, for him. I 
I don't know. I it, this is this is not the Kevin Durant that we all thought we were getting. I will say that uh, it's not the Kevin Durant that I think he can be. It's just for whatever reason he's he's kind of going through it as well. Yeah. He's trying to find it, and it's and it's been it's been a struggle for him. Uh, you know, so again, uh, just from top to bottom, this team was not good. Kevin Durant has got to play better. He's got to play better. And when you see Devin Booker not having the most efficient night, as, in, you know, as he usually does, um, you need Kevin Durant to s- step up and bounce bounce back and, and really hold that, that torch, and he couldn't do it tonight. He couldn't even come close. He chucked him up like he could. He just wasn't hitting anything. It was not, 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 so, not so hot. And he had a really cool block in the first quarter, like 30 seconds left in the first quarter over Jamal Murray that we were all like, even Shane, everyone looked at each other. It was just like, mark that. Yeah. Mark that time code. Look yeah. at, the, like, bookmark that play. Yeah. That's going to be the turning point for Kevin Durant. It's going to get him a little bit of juice. He's going to have his firepower. He's going to be too. feeling good. Yeah. And it's like, and and here's the thing is, like, we're not poo-pooing all over Kevin Durant because he, even, what, even how he has played throughout this series, it's been phenomenal in the sense of what he's contributed, but it's not to the level of Kevin Durant that I think a lot of people expect. Yeah. or expected like we know there's another level he can reach yeah um i i also wonder unless you're one of the people in the chat who thinks kevin durant's only good on a stack team <laughs> well i i also think that there's a lot of this where the system the offense you know it's 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 built a certain way you saw the the motion for the denver nuggets tonight where everything was really flowing um you know guys were making backdoor cuts getting wide open layups like it just looks when the Nuggets are clicking, it looks easier than when the than when the Suns are clicking. Mm-hmm. The reason why it looks easy when the Suns are clicking is because Devin Booker is clicking. Yeah. But when Devin Booker's not on, this team really goes through it trying to find those those scoring opportunities. Whereas the Denver Nuggets, um, you know, they just they just they did make it look easier. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know what's not unfortunate though. <laughs> The BetMGM Sportsbook. The BetMGM Sportsbook. We had a super chat from Mark that said, well, this team was a letdown. You know what was it? That takeover event. Good times, guys. We've had some really good events, whether it's uh, hanging out here at the BetMGM Sportsbook or events that we have coming up or events that we've done throughout the season. It's been a good time hanging out with as many people from the chat and who listen and are in our Discord and our diehards throughout the season and tonight's watch party at the bed MGM Sportsbook was no different we got to meet a few additional people triple b who's in the chat all the time finally got to meet him so that was really cool enjoy great food obviously get hooked up by bet mgm it's been a blast i didn't win any of my bets tonight but i don't count them as l's because bet mgm hooked it up for being out here so it's kind of like a win-win all around you're you're betting with house money right yeah we had a bunch of diehards out here tonight uh jay was out here tonight he couldn't say bye though like he just like walked out like what is that you guys hey what's up see you guys later thanks you know that's fine that's fine but if you haven't signed up for the bet mgm yet signed up for bet mgm yet make sure you sign up and use that bonus code phnx there's a few other offers depending on where you live but for our arizona audience you'll get up to 100 in bonus bets on your first wager with bet mgm again make sure you use that bonus code phnx you can check out the show notes for full details and now you can listen to shane talk about the disclaimer 
Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. I will tell you that game six home court advantage is going to be huge. Our crowd Suns fan base is going to be a massive X factor in that game. So you guys got to get out there if you can. And if you need help finding tickets to the game, you know, our friends over at game time have the tickets available without the stress. Just make sure you download that game time app, create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. All you want to take a guess at how much, how many dollars will get you in the door for game six? Hundred and nineteen dollars because I looked at you your screen. You cheated. I did look at your screen. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. I always look at the rundown. I looked over and I was like, oh, damn it. Sorry. I should have told you not to look. But it's hundred and nineteen dollars right now. We'll get you in the door for game six on the Game Time app. Again, make sure you download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And when you create your account, be sure to use that code PHNX for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms do apply again don't forget phnx is that code all right so we have a little bit of an update from gerald borgay who will be joining us later on in the show but emma found a tweet of his talking about that devin booker soreness that we uh, saw him when he fell at the end of the first quarter and gerald said monty williams said devin booker was dealing with a sore foot after that fall near the end of the first quarter but they wouldn't have put him back out there if he wasn't okay to play Fact or fiction? Uh, I think that's fact. However, comma, uh, why did you let my man come back in at like the eight-minute mark when the game was clearly over? Like, you had no juice. You weren't going to make an epic run of all time in this game. Not the way they were shooting. So (laughs) might as well pull him out so he doesn't incur further injury. Yeah. I. I don't. I just don't understand Monty Williams. I really don't. Like it takes guys, it takes guys like a year to come back from a sprained ankle. But my man's wincing in pain a couple times, and he doesn't look like the same book. Can you still leave him in there down twenty some odd points? Let it ride. Let it ride. Hey, you never know. Let it ride. No, no. Take him out. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're down that bad. Like, hello in the chat said, if it was regular season, Book would not have played. No, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. And I understand it's the playoffs, and I understand you got to play through injuries at some point in time. But you also have to be able to call it how you see it and know when to fold and just take him out and say, you know what, we're not going to run him into the ground tonight. We're not going to play him 41 minutes, which we did. You could have kept that under 40 easily tonight without missing a beat. But we'll keep you posted. Hopefully everything is fine. Knock on wood, fingers crossed, touch metal, whatever your thing is, that Devin Booker is okay. Yeah. All right. You want to read I, some Super Chats? I'm sure he'll be fine. I, I At least I hope he is. I know it was. It got real quiet in here It got real when he got quiet. injured. And I believed I screamed no. You but, did. You know. <laughs> Everybody just kind of went silent and was like waiting to see if he would get up or what his <laughs> face looked like. It was not. I mean, it's good to have solidarity around, but it was not a good yeah. 35, 40 seconds of time throughout that game. Yeah. Okay, a couple super chats. Trevor, thank you for yours. 
said, was a weird game. Had a feeling this was not our game from the start. They weren't ready even when we caught, or they, they weren't ready even when we caught up. Couldn't make a shot to pull away. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's, uh, that's accurate. That yeah. is absolutely accurate. Is It was a rough game. It was super rough. And sometimes it's just like, it's like, again, we saw this in the regular season too, though, quite a bit, is you get yourself in a hole and then you're playing from behind. Mm-hmm. And we know that the Suns can catch up, but catching up and overtaking the number one seed in the West is really difficult in the playoffs. Like, you can't let yourself get into a hole like that from the start. Again, usually what happens in games when you fall behind is that you you expend so much energy to try and catch up that by the time you catch up, you're exhausted, exactly. and then they pull away again. Mm-hmm. But the Suns don't have an excuse. They caught all the way up, and then they went to halftime for 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, they had recuperation time. They had time to kind of reset get their minds right, and come back more focused in the second half. And I really felt like they had a legitimate shot to win this game. And then they just came out and laid an, just laid an absolute egg. I don't understand this team. And when you see inconsistency like that, like look at the Boston Celtics. Like today, they got their the doors blown off of them at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and people start to question, like, their coaching. And, you know, how they get prepared for games and things of that nature. Like, it just, I I don't understand how you could be so up and down at at home and on the road. It's not, they're not the only team to play very, very well at home and very, very bad on the road. Like, we've seen this in other series. We've seen whole series go from one to seven games where every home game was a home team win. Yeah. Like, I've seen that before. It's okay. But this team and the way they're built, they just... It's they don't understand what their limitations are and they don't understand how to maximize everybody else's potential within the system. It's built around Devin Booker and everybody else is an accessory. Um, and, and Chris Paul, even he's the leader of that. But everything comes through for Devin Booker. But none of the other parts this year and with Kevin Durant seem to be working in, in perfect harmony with each other, especially mm-hmm. on the offensive end. It's been a struggle. Everything has been a chore. Everything has been more difficult than it needs to be. When we saw last year or two years ago, when Chris Paul first got here, it was like, it was like poetry yeah. watching the Suns team move on, on the court, especially on the offensive side. The ball movement was crisp. Uh, you know, they were whipping that ball from side to side. There was one time in the playoffs where literally like. Everybody touched the ball twice in one possession. It was probably the, the best sequence of Suns basketball you could ever hope to watch. We don't have that anymore. It, when that ball goes to KD, whether it's KD's fault or not, the ball sticks. He holds on to it. He waits t- to see what's about to happen. And it just takes this team a little longer to get into to their rhythm and their flow. That's why campaign pushing the, the tempo worked in those two games because now you're not thinking you're just reacting and you're playing and that's what these guys are best at but right now they're thinking a lot out on that court whereas you saw the denver nuggets Mm -hmm. it's just go go they throw it to Jokic. good luck on that back screen because if you're not if you're not absolutely hip tight on that guy he's gonna find him for the layup or he's just gonna hit the floater over da or he's gonna hit a three over da or he's gonna hit a million shots over everybody else like He's the he's one of the best players in basketball for a reason. So they're going through it right now. I hope they figure it out. I, I'm I'm confident they'll figure it out for game six. I'm not I'm not I'm not blowing past game six, but let's just say they win game six. I'm worried about 
can they even find it enough for game seven? Because right now, that's three games, and that's three ass-kickings you just took. Game two was the closest you could have gotten, but then Chris Paul got hurt, and that was about it. Yeah. So what are you going to do now? I don't know. I don't know, but Jacob sent us a super chat, and Jacob's not feeling great about it. said, I'm bad about getting too low with L's, but this feels over. Outside of two guys, this team is no bueno. Denver, just the better team. Again, they look like the better team at home. Now, I will like to, to, to Denver's credit. They made it harder in the Suns arena than yes. the Suns have made it yes. in the Nuggets arena. It, see, that's, and that's what my point was going to be. To their credit, they've handled the Suns rather easily at home. And the Suns, while you felt comfortable that they were going to win those games, um, they definitely struggled a little bit more with Denver than Denver has struggled with Phoenix at home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. All right, here's a couple kind of predictions here, if we will, from some of the super chats we've got. So, Jacoby, thank you for your super chat, said, keeping vibes high, time to adjust. And I love pain, but CP3 helps when we're sliding. A verified playmaker helps open this offense. Suns in seven. And then, I am sorry if I pronounce your name wrong, but are we Shaywan? Shaywan. Shaywan. Uh, thank you for your super chat said, I'm confident they can force a game seven as they play a lot better at home. Let's see if the Suns can come back down two, three, like the Mavs last playoffs. I hope so, so another game seven, uh, prediction there. And then Yusuf, thank you for your super chat said, I didn't feel great before the game. I had a hunch Denver would win it tonight. Personally, I think this is going seven. No such thing as momentum for either team. Yeah, you know, I, I've seen a comment, and, and our guy Espo is even in the, in the chat saying the same thing about um, about Dallas last year, and the, the Suns were in the same exact spot as Denver is. And um, you know, the the biggest difference though is is that the Dallas Mavericks were a, a five and out team, a three point shooting threat yes. from every position, and they extended the Suns, and the Suns couldn't match up in certain positions, and they just were murdering them from three. They were just killing them from three. Mm-hmm. The Suns are not built like that. Right. They are absolutely a mid-range team. They are. They have to be able to take advantage of you with twos as opposed to threes, and um, so that's a that's a mighty big difference, especially when you're on the road. You have to hit threes on the road because it it, it quiets the momentum of the crowd. Mm-hmm. It, it changes um, everything uh, for the better for your own team. If you get good juju off of that. But the Suns are in three-point shooting team. They shot 33% tonight. They were not very good shooting teams tonight from three. So Yeah. I mean, and we got some people in the chat talking about you guys are acting like a team can't have a bad night shooting. It's been a couple. Like, in Denver. Those three games in Denver, it's been rough. And yeah. especially from Kevin Durant. And yeah. when he's got to be our... One A or one B, depending on the night. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of tough when it's a couple games now within the same series. Yeah, you know. I mean, they it's listen, a, it's it's hard. It's it's frustrating. No, nobody's doubting that the Suns can come back and win Game Six. Like that's I don't even think I don't think anybody's necessarily like panicking about that. It's mm-hmm. just can they figure it out here in Denver? Because they're gonna have to if they want to win the series. They're gonna have to do it in Game Seven if they yeah. want to win. Like, that's just that, right? And they have not shown very well in Denver. Game one, they got blown out. Game two, they only scored 87 points. And, and game three, they looked like they were all disheveled in the third quarter and the first quarter. So it's not necessarily like just this team is playing bad and that's it. That's the end of the – no. How do they win a game in Denver? 
Because ultimately, mm-hmm. if you want to win and get to the to the Western Conference Finals, you're going to have to do it in seven games, and you're going to have to do it in Denver. Can they do it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll find out. That's for sure. Frank sent us a super chat, said, if this turns into another Mavs game seven, I just can't. Same, same. Me neither, same. Frank. And I know a lot of people are, are, you know, they're trying to say, you know, well, Denver would feel a lot of pressure in game seven. I'm like, well. You can make the argument that they felt a lot of pressure in Game Five, knowing mm-hmm. that if they lost this game, they got to go back to Phoenix, and that's not somewhere they, that they wanted to be. And they rose up to the challenge here. Uh, that kind of told me this. This told me that they're not going to feel too much pressure in a Game Seven. Everybody's going to feel pressure in Game Seven. Right. You think the Suns are going to feel pressure in Game Seven to have to try and overcome the mystique of Denver? Like. Everybody's going to feel pressure in Game Seven, so I, I don't. I think that all goes out the window at that point. Yeah, it's full of it. It's full of just. It's the most heightened sense around basketball. Mm-hmm. Like with one of the most difficult, most fun, most exhilarating games out there. But there's a lot of pressure in Game Sevens. Mm-hmm. Anybody will tell you that. All right, we've got a couple more super chats that we'll read, but first I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Four Peaks and remind you that it is Teacher Appreciation Week. And you can thank a teacher and nominate them to win grants, four-peak swag, and a grand prize of a custom makeover of their teacher's lounge at school by going to fourpeaksforteachers.org to nominate a teacher. Make sure you check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you drink responsibly, but make sure you check them out whether it's uh, picking up some delightful beer at the local grocery store closest to your house or heading into their Four Peaks pub down in Tempe, which is a blast and has really, really great food. Also, our friends over at FOCO, they have the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. They have hooked us up at the PHNX offices. In our sets, we have some really cool pieces from them, which we absolutely love. FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. They've got apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, and so much more. FOCO always has our back for Arizona sports, and they've got yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting FOCO.com and using code PHNX. For all non-presale items, use that promo code PHNX for 10% off okay you want to do more super chats or you want to do the big bright shiny star let's do the big bright shining star well tonight's big bright shiny star is an eclipse a black hole black hole a lot of dark nothingness you come literally wash the rain away this was not fun this was not fun at all It was not fun at all. Nobody gets flowers tonight because all around it was just a really, really rough game. It was darkness. Um, we didn't like seeing Everywhere. Devin Booker get hurt. and Or if you don't want to argue that it was that, then he didn't play as well. He came back down to earth. If you're uh, Juan Carlos in the chat, which, by the way, thank you for your super chat. First one ever said, WTF campaign played horrible lately. DA has to go. Payne has to go. Monty, too. Flashback to last year. Juan <laughs> Carlos is over it and ready to just clean house. Move on to the next one. Are you on? Are you near that? Yeah, because, listen, we also have another one. James said, too soon for hashtag fire Monty, LOL. Are you on, like, the edge of the cliff when it comes to this team? You have one, maybe two more years of, like, good Kevin Durant. 
before the age starts to really kick in, right? Um, I, you don't have much time to waste, to be honest with you. And if you don't think Monty's the guy, you got to fix it. You got to fix it ASAP. And after this series, you'll you'll have to reevaluate and see what's going on. So. I mean, I think it's too soon to say it right now. I think when it when this series is over, if the Suns have won, we need to put it on the back burner. We'll revisit it later. If the Suns have lost, then I think it's very fair to have that discussion. Yeah, I think it is. I think everything is on the table at this yeah. point. The only thing that's not on the table is what somebody else said in the chat. said trade book and KD for a ton of draft picks. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't know about no. that one. no. I'm not sitting through 2010 to 2020 all Bro, we're going to be here for another 15 oh years God. trying to get out of that hole again that we just barely oh have God. gotten out of. Yeah, no. Sometimes I wonder if you guys remember that it's only been three years of postseason play yeah. for the Suns. And before that, it was like a million years. Yeah, I'm not going back there. <laughs> In the I'm dark not going times. Back there. <laughs> I'm not going back there. We've got a bug here flying through. Oh, did you did you kill it? No. No, okay, good. Just making sure. No, it was flying right here. Okay, just double checking. All right, a couple more super chats from Triple B. Thank you so much, Triple B. Sent us $20. Said, not a good game anyway you slice it tonight. On the bright side, it was nice meeting you guys tonight. It was really nice meeting you too, Thank Triple you. B. Also, Triple B, much appreciated. Uh, tequila soda. Thank you, sir. Yes. Thank you for coming and out. And Shane says thank you, too. <laughs> Shane does say thank you. All right. We've gotten from Trevor. Trevor said, hope this is what sets off KD to be the KD we know. Do you think this could set him off? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I, everybody's hoping that the next thing is going to be the thing that, like, turns everything around. Yeah, because you we've know, heard this with DA too. Like, all the is time. this what makes DA? Yeah, I'm just like get here. Is this what? Yeah, bro is, I don't. I don't. Bro know. is 34 years old, man. They're like either he's ready to go or he's not. It ain't gonna be because like, oh, you know, I got a little chippy in this game. He's played in a million chippy games. Like, it's it's just it doesn't work like that for a guy like KD. Maybe he gets mad and maybe he plays a little harder. Sure, from for in in a game you get a little heated. Sure, but. I, when he goes home tonight, he's not sitting there just like, oh, my God, I'm just foaming at the mouth. Like, he's just no. – he's going to delete it. He's going to forget it from his memory. He's going to move on. And mm -hmm. that's what he's going to do. Yeah. I think the only thing that will get KD to that quote-unquote KD level we're all looking for is just himself. Just yeah. feeling more comfortable in in whatever the role is that he's been asked to play here in Phoenix and working within the system a little bit. and. I think a lot of that might have to do with the pieces around him, too, because I will say it doesn't feel like um, outside of book and maybe Chris Paul. It doesn't feel like anybody else on this team is comfortable. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So 100%. I think that could make guys like Book and Katie uncomfortable as well, and especially Kevin Durant because he's still learning his teammates a little bit. He is one of the greatest basketball players, and yes, he can fit in pretty much seamlessly on any team, but when you're dealing with like an uncomfortableness or an awkwardness with your teammates, it's going to not rub off per se, but you're going to feel it. 
if it just just all feels very disconnected right now mm-hmm. and they haven't had any like games to be able to work through those those things uh you know not enough games you probably need about 30 games to really get into a good flow they haven't even played 20 together yet um and so it, i yeah I, and i'm not trying to make excuses like they're getting their butts kicked and kevin durant's not playing very good and the things that kevin durant can control he's not playing at a high level with anyway so there is that you know has got to play better he's got to step up like devin booker did his part in the valley he did his part even before that in games one and two like he did everything he could kevin durant has got to find something and he's got to he's got to step up and help out devin booker point yeah. blank because he needs it like books playing out of his mind but you still need somebody else and then in addition to kevin durant you need a third too because even though kevin durant is not playing at his own standards he's still at 26 tonight yeah he still had he 24 10 of 24 in this one. Oh, of three from deep six of nine from the charity strike yeah. those are the numbers but still Regardless, the point being is that Book and KD can score 30-plus each night or almost 30-plus each night, but you still need somebody else or yeah. two other people on this team to, like, add in a little bit Damn. if you're going to compete, you know? That box score makes me sad. Yeah, I wouldn't look at it tonight. It's not a – it's, it's kind of rough, I'll be honest with you. Okay, Nena said, love from Chicago. Suns fans, we are okay. This is the script we've always wanted for Book. This isn't anyone else's team but Book's. This is his script. This is where stars are separated from superstars. Suns and Seven rally the valley. Is it Nene or Nene? I would say Nene. I would say Nene. Nene? Nene. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) But let us know in the chat which one of us is pronouncing your name right. (laughs) Oh, my God, Emma. No. She said, can you whip? Can you name it? Oh, my no. gosh. <laughs> but thank you for your super chat. We appreciate the love from Chicago and you tuning in and watching us. We we appreciate you. Okay, Leo sent us one, said, do you want to see CP3 back now that the Suns are one loss away from going home? This is a good question here because there was a lot of talk about this ahead of today's game. Me personally? Yeah. No. 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 Not at all. What's the benefit? Oh, you got the point god back. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Now what? You don't for think... thirty million dollars? No, 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 no. We're talking not next year. We're talking in this series. Oh, I in thought you meant series. next year. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we're talking about in the series. Okay. Do we want Chris Paul back for game six and or seven? If you bring him back for game six, that'll be all you play. You think? Yeah. But he was but he game two wasn't looking terrible for Chris Paul right before. Hey, he got as long hurt. as as long as his groin's good, cool. But if he if he's trying to come back and rush it and he goes out there and you know, that left just ain't lefting. Or that I, right ain't right. I don't if it's if it's even remotely sore still, don't do it. Because that would hurt us more than having him back. You need to be almost at least like 98% completely healthy as Chris Paul. Man, I don't <clears throat> to know. Come back. I do think that I like the way that the Suns are able to run and get out and play faster with campaign. I do think in situations like tonight where things get a little bit out of control, Chris Paul can provide some calm where campaign cannot. Yes. 
True. I agree. Um, Colt23 said, Colt, uh, Chris Paul is only guaranteed for $15 million next season. No. He's got a partial guarantee, which means if he gets released, he's owed $15 million no matter what. It's not the full $30 million salary. If he comes back, it's a team option. If they pick up the team option, it's they owe him 30. all 30 yeah. That's how it is. So, Could they not renegotiate before that, though? What are you going to renegotiate? I don't know. Are you going to extend them? No, no, no. <laughs> you want to get some more Chris Paul minutes? Well, no. I mean, just like, is there not <laughs> a, a situation where you could have a conversation about, hey, we we don't want to have the team off. Like, we, we don't want you to come back. We'll give you 15 mil. We don't want you to come back at 30. But if we give you the 15 mil that you're going to get anyway, would you come no, back for 15? They don't do that. It's not like in the NFL where you can, like, renegotiate. With or, like, you can give an extension and defer money and also you can't do that in the NBA. Well, that would be nice if you could. It would be cool. At NBA. Just kidding. I, I do like that the NBA is very friendly to the players more than anything when it comes to money. Yeah, it's all guaranteed. Think is, yeah. Yep. Okay, a couple more. Leo. Oh, wait, Leo, thank you. We already read yours. Uh, Based God Flashy. I love that name. Thank you for your super chat. Said, I thought Monty Bench Craig for some scoring off the bench, and instead he completely, all caps, Stops playing Craig. Put him back as starter and Ben Jacoby. So Josh Jacoby had a rough night. Uh, you know, you know what I love about Monty is that um, he uh, he always finds ways to not play players that you think could make a difference. It's a it's a pretty unique skill set he's got there. Um, but in in defense of him, uh, Tory Craig hadn't really been doing much anyway in the playoffs outside of those first couple games in the first round. Um, he hasn't gotten hardly any minutes in this series, which is a little surprising because he's an athletic, you know, an uh, you know an athletic big. I think him matching up against Aaron Gordon would wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. Mm -hmm. But you know, hey, um, it's Monty. Yeah, those in-game in adjustments are a little bit tough. And I he, was right; it was Nene. You are right; it was Nene. <laughs> <laughs> do it again i wasn't watching just do it one more time it's just the, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. there we go let's turn this frown upside down oh my goodness gracious oh my gosh <laughs> Okay, Priscilla said Chris Paul can come back in, as an assistant coach. Would you mind having him as an assistant coach? <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why not? Listen, if he doesn't get along with players, uh, he ain't getting along as an assistant coach. There wouldn't be Do you really think he's not getting along with his teammates right now? I don't think him and DA get along necessarily. I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> I don't want to have that conversation right I, now. Wait, I, let me say this. I don't think that they don't they don't not get along, but I don't think that they literally jive with each other. That's fair. That's fair. I could see that. Okay, Cesar, thank you for your super chat. Said imagine coach Ty Lu with Katie and Book. Eyeball emojis. Hashtag too soon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Too soon. Just a little yeah. bit. Well, dreaming is free. Dreaming is free. Okay, how do we pronounce this name? Shaban. Shaban. Shaban Anderson. Shaban Anderson. Thank you so for your super chat. Time to trade trade DA and revamp bench makes me sad. Yeah, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk about that in the offseason, obviously. There's going to be a lot mm -hmm. of talk about a lot of different player moves. Uh, you've got to figure out quickly 
how to revamp this team um, with some of the limitations that you have. Um, you need some more size. You need some more athletic uh, ability. You need some more consistent perimeter shooting. Uh, you need some guys that that are are good three and D players. And right now they don't really have too many of those guys. And the guys that they do have are far too inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Kogi can't. You know, he had a great month shooting threes. That was the only month all season that he had shooting threes. He couldn't. He was wide open several times tonight, could not throw it even close to the rim. Um, you know, Terrence Ross, uh, he, you could make an argument that he should come back and he should do a lot of good things. But defensively, a little a little inept. You don't know what you're going to do with T.J. Warren. Uh, D.A. is going to be the biggest name that you have a chip to possibly play with. And, you you know, if you're looking at draft capital or if you're looking at other player movement um, around the league, there might be other teams that would be interesting in taking on a DA. But listen, for as much as you guys are all unhappy with DA, you have to understand that if we see something in DA that we don't like, uh, there's 29 other NBA teams that probably see some things that they maybe they don't like. But you got to hope that they think that they can fix him. And if you can find one team that thinks that they can, then you're in business. If you can't, you're going to be stuck with DA yeah. for another four years because of that contract. Yeah. This will be an interesting one. Um, okay, so we have one here from AM. Thank you, AM. Said, we need Kyrie or Dane. Eyeball emojis. Kyrie. I mean, the Mavs did say they were interested, right? I don't want Kyrie, but Kyrie's probably the name. I would rather have Dame, 100%. Yeah, because he's not going to be as drama filled. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that he's probably not going to be available. <sighs> probably not. Unless he forces a trade. And I don't know if I really don't know if Portland would trade Dame for DA. I don't think that that would happen. That'd be ridiculous. That'd be an interesting. One. Okay, Juan Carlos said, "Fan since 1993, tired of losing. We need some dogs. We need a Draymond Green type of player." And I'm from LA. All the trash. I got to hear from my friends. Bless your heart. That's got to be yeah, tough being sorry, out there in LA in this one for sure. Yeah. But I do agree. I don't want Dylan Brooks. I saw. I know you said it. Shane's yelling it off. I don't want Dylan Brooks, but I do agree. We do need somebody who's got a little ump. If only Jay Crowder wasn't such a little turkey at the start of the season and could have just bought in, he would have been perfect to fit that role. Add forward. Six foot seven from the University of Oregon. Dylan Brooks. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I would be all for some Dylan Brooks. Oh, and clearly Shane is as well. If you are listening to this on audio, you just miss Shane dancing. Dilly so dilly. You're going to need to go over It's a dance fest that. tonight. It I is. You guys are all dancing. Yeah. Look at you guys go. Proud of you. Okay. Uh, what did we decide here? Siobhan? Siobhan. Siobhan Anderson, thank you for your uh, second super chat. Said expectations to win a chip after a trade is too much. Yeah, probably. Agree or disagree? I mean, yes, but if they do, then you're going to be like, oh, I knew it the whole time. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. yeah, they might have been a little too high, but you got Kevin Durant, so you thought maybe they weren't that high. So, I mean, Espo has been on that that thought process for a while. He said, obviously, you want to go as far as you can, but in the sense of is it championship or bust next season is that season with Kevin Durant. I'll tell you what, if you have the same squad you have right now next year, 
you're probably not winning a ship, uh, a ship either. Yeah. So there's got to be some moves made. You got to shore up this this roster because you have a bunch of I'm going to say you have a bunch of C level players that from time to time play like a B level player, mm -hmm. but you don't have enough guys that are consistently a B level player that every now and then gives you a flash of a of an A. For instance, Aaron Gordon is a B level player in my opinion, right? He can do a lot of good things. He plays defense very staunch. He gave everybody the business tonight. And he has the ability to be an A-level player when he's hitting his shots and he's able to uh, to attack the rim. So, um, you know, it, 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 you have a bunch of guys that are career journeymen for the most part on their on mm -hmm. this team. And they don't have one discernible skill that separates them from everybody else on that bench. You 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 just have to you have to improve this team. Like if you stick with this squad, which basically is the same shit from last year. You you brought in a Kogi. Cool. And Terrence Ross and TJ Warren. Yeah, well, that was later on at the trade deadline. Oh, I'm talking about beginning? coming into the year. Yeah. You know, um, and it didn't really get you much. No, not so, a lot. Obviously, there was a lot of injuries, so I'll, I'll take that. I also um, feel like a lot of it, too, is, is you know, Mon or not Monty, James Jones is really good at finding those those gems, if you will, um, like guys like Terrence Ross or, you know whomever else you want to throw in there. Ish Wainwright is really good as a two-way player who moves in. I'm talking about like on the fringes, right? <laughs> but they're fine during the regular season. But when you get to the playoffs and you really have to step up your game, it's not enough is what I'm saying. Yes. Like he has found some guys who are serviceable, who are solid dudes. But when it comes to the playoffs, it's not enough. I feel like James Jones has found the easy targets. He hasn't. He hasn't really found those guys that can actually be big time difference makers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, whether we like it or not, like I'd like to think that that James Jones was working the phones to try and get Kevin Durant, but the shit didn't happen until Matt Ishbia got in the door, and that's that gives me a little pause. You know, like how? Mm. Hey, listen, let's just say this, okay? He did have the entire summer to try and work a deal, didn't get it done, and then we get to the eleventh hour. Now, Kyrie had a lot to do with it because once Kyrie jumped ship, then that's where, like, oh, this whole thing is going down in flames. What do we do? And I don't know what James Jones offered to try and get Kevin Durant in the first place. And if Matt Ishbia was the one that came in and said, give him Cam, too. Let's go. I don't know. See, I genuinely believe that James Jones, what held up the Kevin Durant trade was James Jones refusing to – include Mikael Bridges I think that's what kept it from getting done last summer and I think that's what kept it from or going I, what made it go to that final hour I think Matt Ishbia got in here as the owner of the Suns basically at the last minute and said do it or that's what I think happened or you might be right because it could be Sarver was in the way didn't want that trade to go through and then once he was out the door he was like, listen, I want to do this. And Matt Ishbia was like, do it. And that was that. I think you could definitely make a case for Sarver being involved in that. But I just genuinely think it was more James Jones not wanting to put Mikel Bridges in that trade. I That's mean, just what my gut tells me. Uh, listen, I, I, I don't fault him mm -hmm. for trying to, to keep Mikel Bridges. I don't either. I, mean, I would you have tried to do that team? entirely. Can you imagine this team with Mikel Bridges and Kevin Durant right now? It would be fantastic. <laughs> 
Yeah. We, we would be we having would, a lot of fun We wouldn't right be sitting now. here talking about this shit. <laughs> I know this, this would be a 4-0 sweep. We I promise you that. We would be having that. a heck of a lot of fun. All right. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll read some more Super Chats, and Gerald Bourget will be joining us from Denver. I want to remind you guys that our friends over at Circle K have everything you need throughout the day, throughout the week, for road trips, whatever it may be, from great gas to good snacks and drinks and everything in between. The Polar Pops are fantastic. They stay cold longer, which you definitely need because things are getting really warm here in Phoenix already. They've got iced coffee for $1.89. You can get 12 packs of beer for just $9.99. Red Bull, Monster, and all the snacks that you could ever dream of. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. And right now we've got a promo for you. If you text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, you're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. So head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And again, that is PHNX to 31310 for that offer. Also, our friends over at OGs, they're perfect for nights like this. When you want to log off sleepy, the internet sleepy time gummy. and take a little sleepy time gummy after the show, of course, you got to wait till the end of the show oh, and then yeah. fall asleep and stay asleep in blissful peace because they're a one-to-one ratio of CBD and THC and they help with falling and stay. Oh, I'm sorry. CBN and THC. They help with falling and staying asleep, rest and relaxation. And it's in the Aquaberry flavor, which is mighty tasty. Also, I know that you had mentioned that there's new flavors coming. Oh, Did you yeah. know one of them is peach? Yeah. I bet you this is going to taste like the most heavenly peach ring you've ever had. They're also having like a variety uh, pack where you just have a, a whole bunch of different flavored gummies in, in one bag. Um, and if you don't know, OG's is the number one edible brand in these, oh. not United States, th- just the state. Arizona. Around these parts? In Arizona. That's it. Somewhere around here. I had to, I had to pause for a second. <laughs> You can find them at your local dispensary or by checking out OGsBrands.com. You do have to be 21 or older to enjoy, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. All right. So like I mentioned, Gerald Bourget is on his way. He'll be here shortly, but a couple more super chats in the meantime. Yusuf said, as Ted Lasso says, got to be a goldfish. Right, Saul? Yep. Sure do. Just got to forget it. I was going to say, does that mean like be forgetful? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I haven't watched Ted Lasso yet. Nay, nay. Said, happy to see my name makes us turned up. (laughs) (laughs) Nana, you're going to have to be in the chat every single day, especially when we take an L. You're going to have to. It's just a a requirement from here on out. Okay, so Tim from Phoenix, thank you for your super chat. We appreciate you. Said, tough game, but winning a game seven on the road is the only way to right the wrong from last year. Hopefully book is okay. I mean, you're not wrong, Tim. You're not wrong. It would be kind of poetic. That would be kind of poetic, especially over over the Denver Nuggets. But let's just win game six first. Yeah, that's definitely number one. All right. Uh, Shab- Great. Now I'm going to second guess it again. Even though Shabon. this is the third time I've read it. Shabon. Shabon. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Shabon. <laughs> now I'm second guessing it. Anyway. Just think Shabuya. Sha- Sha- Shabuya. Roll call. No, because Shabon. now I'm going to Sha- say Sha- Shabon. Shabuya. <laughs> Shabon. Yeah. Okay, they said Jordan Clarkson trade Da and Shamit for Siakam. Should trade what? Jordan Clarkson and Da. I'm a little confused if it's you want Jordan Clarkson and oh, Da Siakam? and Shamit for Siakam. 
<laughs> Shaban, listen. Um, OG's is the number one ed- edible brand in Didn't Arizona. Didn't they try to and move DA for Siakam You at might one have point? partaken in some, but there's no way the Toronto Raptors are giving up uh, Siakam for DA. And Landry and doesn't move the needle and on Shannon. that one. They sure aren't. Well, they might. They might. You know what? I'm not going to say never. They might. If they, the Suns Wasn't were, that a huge conversation this Suns, past offseason? If the Suns were able to pull something like that off, holy crap. James Jones, let's go. Um, Juan Carlos sent us another one. Thank you for your super chat. Said we should keep Ross 100%. I'll keep uh, Jock, Ross, Lee, and that other player from the OKC trade for next year. <laughs> Damn, Damn Basie, or Darius Basie just catching strays out here today, man. Come on. <laughs> I do like Baisley. I just think Here's he needs – I hope he gets some run in summer league. I know he's a little older, but, you know. Darius Baisley would – I he's not that old, is he? Isn't he like 23 or 24? I think he could still qualify to play in the summer league. Um, I think Darius Baisley would, be, would benefit, and I know this might sound a little bit whatever. It's 22. Yeah. So I think if we had a G League – because we have we're, – we're a pretty – legit team during the regular season Monty doesn't really like to develop guys throughout the season no he absolutely hates to grow yeah. people so I think if Darius Baisley stays on the Sun squad a G League <laughs> team would be beneficial for him yeah, in terms of being with the Suns the only way he's going to develop outside of practice time with the the team is a, is a G League squad yeah no, he's I, not going to get very much playing time I agree I, I wonder where they're going to put the G League team they should put it out here, like, in the west side. Put it like Verado or, or Buckeye or some shit. The Buckeye Suns would go so hard. Why are you all giggling? I, am I out of the loop on something? No, I'm just having a conversation with you, Lindsay. Then why are they giggling They've been at giggling you? the whole show. I have no idea what they're on. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay, right, well. well. While we figure out, Gerald, real quick, one more. Just we'll we'll spit this one in here real quick. Uh, from Hyper Bruv, thank you for yours, said, if the Mavs want Aiton so bad, I can only see us wanting THJ and Josh Green both. Tim can be a lethal shooter, and Josh has both passing and shooting. THJ? Who the fuck is THJ? I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. There we there go. There you go. Tim, well, he did say Tim. Why didn't we think about that being the name? Did he say Tim? He did. He did? I didn't even like THJ, Josh. Oh, and then Tim he said, can Tim. be a lethal shooter. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. I don't you're know right, why right. we didn't even. I was like, THJ, that was hard. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> All right, is Gerald here? Yeah. Bring him in. Before I bring him in, I'm just going to warn everyone. They're going to love his little angle he's got going on. All right. Goodness. Beyond the light. There shall only be one. Welcome to Earth! Oh, Swogers in the house! What up, Big Sexy? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, man. My boy's all roided up with the Hawaiian shirt on. Look at you looking like a sexy yeah. Magna P.I. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not doing this with you right now. <laughs> Dude, it has been a night. It has been a night. It's a little loopy out here. Yeah. We're a little goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I make a sun's, joke? Can I make one more joke? Go ahead, Shane. Gerald, Gerald, Gerald looks like how I look. The, Ger- Gerald is 
the POV of your old camera is is what the chicken nuggets in my oven look like, see if when they look at me. Oh man, that was really bad execution, <laughs> Shane. <laughs> All right, Gerald, uh, speaking of loopy and not showing up, no. the Suns tonight uh, were not very good. Not very good. Not not very good at all. Then uh, are we, what, what disappointed you most tonight? The way they started the first quarter of the game or the way they came out in the third quarter after coming back from such a ma- massive deficit, looked like they gained a lot of momentum, and then all was for nothing. I think it was the third quarter, honestly. I think to start the game, you knew Denver was going to throw a punch. You knew that they understood the importance of taking care of home court in a series like this because otherwise, if you're the Nuggets and you lose this game, you're facing an elimination game in game six on the road, and you can't have that. So we knew the Nuggets were going to throw a punch early in that game. I thought the Suns did a great job weathering the storm in that second quarter, which is why that third quarter was so disappointing. I thought Monty did the right thing. Uh, pulling a Kogi from the starting lineup and going in a different direction. But the way that they played it, it made it, it, it was just nonsensical. Like, I don't understand how you come out of the half and play that way. Um, and suddenly you're down 17 heading into the fourth quarter. This is a game that if you steal this one on the road, especially with the way that you're getting to the foul line, um, the fact that Jokic and Murray started off the game shooting slow, this was a very winnable game. But um, the Nuggets threw a better punch in the third quarter. The Suns had no response for it. Um, and, and Booker was saying, you know, I think at halftime we, we got a little bit complacent after we clawed our way back into the game and they came out and threw a better punch. So I was more disappointed in the third quarter because it felt like this was a very dysfunctional game. It was a game that the Suns could win, and they just totally dropped the ball in that third quarter. I mean, Kevin Durant dropped the ball in the first quarter a couple times, but we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> do you have any questions? I'm just curious, update on Book. I know that you had tweeted out that Monty said if he wasn't able to play, they wouldn't have played him, but not sure that I buy that. How are you feeling about Book and his uh, ankle? I am not sure. I think he's less than 100%, but he's going to be well enough to play probably 40-plus minutes again in game six, I would assume. Um, we asked Book about it. After the game, he said he's feeling fine, which, of course, he's going to say that. He always says that. Um, Later, he was pressed on that uh, cross-court steal he tried to have um, where he ran from one baseline to the other and tried to pick off the pass, and he kind of came up wincing. I think it was in the third quarter. Um, And he was saying, look, everyone is dealing with something at this time of year. It's just a little bruise. So Monty referred to it as a sore foot. He referred to it as a little bruise. So there is something going on with his foot. We just don't know the extent of it, and we probably won't know until after the series is over. Mm. Uh, overall, the bench, once again, uh, looked, like the, uh, looked like the pumpkin that they had been in, in the games one and two. Um, what, what surprised you about the, the way the Denver Nuggets came out tonight from their bench unit that seemed to really give the Suns just a little bit of – I mean, Brown, Brown and Green, again, they just – they shouldn't – be as effective as they are, yet they just felt like they were such a nuisance for the Suns. And at one point, I think it was 27 to to 11 in bench points once again. Um, What the hell is happening in this series when it comes to home bench play? I know role players are supposed to play better at home. I get that. But damn, like Terrence Ross was playing pretty good. I thought he was offensively. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of that role players play better at home on steroids in this series. Like, it, it honestly feels night and day with the two venues. Um, and I felt like in the second quarter, the Suns bench unit did a nice job. You know, T.J. Warren 
came in, gave them an immediate boost with like four quick points, a steal, a block. He had that one swipe that was like a dog pawing at their owner for food. It was like slow motion, but it was effective. And then outside of that, he didn't really do much the rest of the game. I think he went 0 for 5 from there. Um, Terrence Ross, like you said, I thought he played really well, but it was in that second half where the Nuggets bench unit really helped stretch that lead. Um, Bruce Brown was great for them. Uh, Christian Brown had that that steal and that dunk that really pretty much put the, the final nail in the coffin for the night. So you're hoping that with the shift back to Phoenix that it, the, the trend continues as far as the bench play because um, the Nuggets got a lot out of their bench tonight, 25 out of Brown. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Girthy is gone. Oh, no. Our table. The PJ game was coming, and I thought early – that was huge for them, him hitting a couple of threes to start things off. Um, that was big. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things. You're, you're hoping to get more out of guys like campaign, like out of DA in game six at home, because right now the Suns just have two guys that are doing all the scoring and they're not really getting much from anybody else. Frozen girth is the best girth. You're frozen on our end, buddy. Um, <laughs> this is a pretty funny photo. <laughs> So all we can do is hear you, uh, but hey, uh, uh, can you still hear us though, Gerald? I don't think he can. I think that was just the finishing of what his thought yeah. was that just kind of caught up. It was a lag. Yeah. But while Gerald maybe calls back, um, beep, boop, boop, you know what we didn't talk about down. at all? Huh? The the second kerfuffle. Oh, yeah. We got the the Jokic Ishbia kerfuffle with an Ishbia flop, and then tonight we got a Jokic KD kerfuffle with a Jokic flop. We didn't even talk about that at all. Oh, I can't believe Nuggets fans aren't clamoring for Kevin Durant to be suspended for the rest of this series. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, Girth is back. Where did I cut out? Uh, Who knows? But we'll move right on along. Past TJ it. TJ Warren didn't play at all in that third quarter. That was fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, it wasn't the bench that lost them this game, honestly. Like, yes, the Nuggets bench drastically outperformed the Suns because they got 25 out of Bruce Brown. But other than that, like, it felt like the starting unit didn't do its job in that third quarter and to start the game. Like, MPJ came out firing, and they were an immediate 10, 11-point hole. Kevin Durant was pressing. Um, they clawed their way back in in the second quarter, and then they dug themselves another hole to start the second half. Like, I, I don't know. They need more out of their – starting unit like they need more out of da they need more out of campaign right now they just have a two-pronged attack and they don't have a third guy that's stepping up for them and the nuggets have like three or four guys that could be that guy on any given night uh does kevin durant worry you because of his you know he he hasn't been kevin durant that you know we were hoping we were going to get in this trade obviously um, it's kind of hard to pinpoint why that is the, the fact. Uh, you know, it feels like he just doesn't look as comfortable on the court as, as he typically had. Um, what is your take on Kevin Durant and his struggles um, from the field? Because in that first half, he was trying to find it desperately, and chucking shots up left and right, and nothing was falling. Yeah, we actually asked him about that after the game because Monty had said it felt like a lot of times they were trying to – use offense to claw their way back in instead of relying on their defense, which is what they normally tend to do. Um, and, and so Kevin Durant, oh, there's a rat right here. That's terrible. Shut the fuck up. 
That's let, let, move your phone yeah, so we can camera. see it. Put it on the video. Oh my god! I yes. think it is there a rat. I think it just crawled in my bag. <gasps> Shut the fuck up! No. Let's go, Gerald. Are you dead ass Dude, right now? Seriously, we got to see this. I'm not touching this shit. Come on! <laughs> oh my god! Is it in there? Oh my god! I don't know where it went. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is awesome. The Denver this rat. Fucking, this fucking road trip cannot end soon enough. <laughs> and it's been a two-day road trip. You lost your United bag. Lost, you have a United rat in your bag. I lost my bag. I have a rat, a little rat somewhere in here. And I can't even look now because you know if I open that shit up, it's going to jump out at me like fucking ratatouille. <laughs> What oh, the actual it? shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We hey, you know we're gonna need, we're gonna need a rat update tomorrow. So, oh, oh my god. goodness! All right. Well, uh, also my said, tripod broke. That's why I'm holding the camera like this. Somebody said, "Girth, meet Fivel. <laughs> He's going west." <laughs> <laughs> oh my What's god! What the actual oh. fuck, man? Oh my god, you guys! Gerald, is there anything else you want to add from this game? It just <laughs> we gotta let you get out of there, Gerald. Yeah, I got an early flight, and I have things to sort through now. Apparently, so oh, that's fun. Okay, God. make sure. Uh, I hope you have your tetanus shot. Good luck, Gerald. <laughs> Fuck me, mouse in the house. <laughs> You know that's what we're putting on the internet, right? Oh, my God, yes. Like, that's 100% going on the internet tomorrow on social media. Fantastic. Okay, well, a couple more Super Chats and say goodbye? Sure. Okay. Shaban, we have seven? How do we have seven? Okay, well, we then I read I the missed... goldfish one, Yeah, so we read one. a couple of those. Yeah. Well, Shaban sent us one, said, Katie has been vocal about playing with Siakam in the past. And that's why they have that trade theory. Mm, And the trade works on the ESPN trade tool as well. So players can be influential. I love it. So that's kind of where that one came from. And then let me read some of these to make sure that I'm not missing too many of them. I can read this one. Hyper. hyper We already read that one. Oh, that's true. Uh, Jay says, uh, had a heated debate at BetMGM. Are tater tots part of the Fry's family? Yes. 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 What do you mean, Jay? Who was saying yeah. no? Are yeah. you? Were you on Are the wrong side of this debate? Because no? oh, I think that's a pretty. Like, tater tots are definitely French fry. Yeah. Yeah. A potato wedge, tater tot, French fry. Yeah. I think you could even technically. I mean, if you wanted to make the argument, I could see how onion rings would not be a part of the fries family, but they kind of could be at the same time. I definitely think it's part of the fries family for sure. Yeah. So, Jay. Okay. Tell us if that was you or not, who was on yeah. the wrong side of that argument. All right, Saul, any final thoughts? No. Um, hopefully the Suns can bounce back and, and win game six um, and and show some, some things that maybe we can point to to think that that's something that can carry over to game seven. Um, I, think, I think people are going to be down on the Suns until they win game six again, and then, and then it's all going to be about, um, it's all going to be about how, how they can perform in Denver at yeah. the end of the day and they've had three shots at it and they haven't looked good in any one of those three so you got a lot of things to, to circle back on and and hopefully they can fix them yeah 
All right, so Jay did hit us back in the chat and said, yeah, I'm done for today. I stay losing sad face. And then Dino Tech in the chat said, at Jay, I told you. Sorry, Jay, you can take the cell all oh, the way home because like Dino Tech is correct. Dino Tech is correct. Last super chat from Josh. Tough one to watch, not to pile on DA, but we are a minus 80 with him on the court this series. Max players have got to be better, period. Yeah, we can stop using the max players argument. He's just not good right now. He's got to be better max player just, or not. He's he just still gotta, has to be better. He's just uh, he's just got to be much better. Yeah. Much, much better. When you don't notice that he's out there, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Go get some sleep. We will be back tomorrow. We should have a show for you at 3 p.m. So plan to come hang out with us then. Until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow follow Gerald for more rat updates at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Saul, take us home. Well, folks, tomorrow's always a brighter day. So you can just put on your Mr. Rogers socks and be special. Bye bye. <laughs> Pass the ball, we here to turn up the tempo Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B Always on the job, my team move like the mob Turn the-